2: Come on along, welcome aboard Indiana beat coming to you on this Tuesday from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, as always. Kevin Brockway from CNHI Papers is uh, with me, as always, as well. Kevin, just to remind the folks, CNHI Papers, uh, where, they're, they're Anderson,
3: Jeffersonville, New Albany area, where all else are they? Terre Haute, Kokomo, Goshen up north. We cover the whole state. Uh, Logan's... Yeah, oh. Yeah, well, yeah, I know
2: that. We're, I'm just. We're just about. To we're, just,
3: out we're we're just we're just about everywhere. Anderson, uh, you know, is is one of the bigger ones, but uh, right. Yeah, it's um, it's it's interesting because every uh, every paper has their own unique audience. As you know, the state is uh, from living in the state uh, for as long as you have, Jim. Uh, Southern Indiana, Northern Indiana, uh, you know, different, uh, different, you know, people with different preferences, right? Oh,
2: brother! You you have no idea. And when it comes to basketball, uh, there's there used to be more, but they're still there. Uh, biases for certain areas, and some of it's uh, uh, warranted. But yeah, different parts of the state. Uh, it's a uh, with Indiana being a a north I call it a north south state, obviously because of of how it is constructed. You've got five hours difference from the top to the bottom. That's that's pretty significant. Uh, for a state the size, you know, of Indiana, but um, it, it's quite. I grew up in Southern Indiana, and of course, someone who grew up in Gary or other—that's other, that's a that's a different world, man. That's that's different state, different. It, it seems like a different state because it's it's different topography, topography. It's it's everything, and it's damn sure a heck of a lot colder up there. But uh, suburban
3: suburban Chicago, yeah, pretty much, right.
2: Oh, up the region, yeah. Uh and then you got northwest northeast Indiana up there, so it's a whole different deal going on there. But lots going on today for us, fortunately. Uh, of course, Chronic will be along with us. Mike DeCoursi will join us, and Xavier Johnson uh will join us. The pit transfer to Indiana. I, I talking to someone last night, and they said, I think that this guy's gonna be the second leading scorer on Indiana's team this year. And yeah, you know what I, I, I think so.
3: Yeah, I had a chance to talk to him on Friday. I'm, I'm going to do a story on him uh, coming out uh, tomorrow, later this afternoon tomorrow in uh, the NHI papers. But um, we talked a lot about, um, you know, uh, uh, about Trace Jackson Davis, actually, and how he feels he can play off him and how that was really a factor in his uh, decision-making to come here, um, saying that basically at Pitt, he never played with the big of, of his ability. And uh, I think that's, That's going to be an interesting dynamic. and You thought maybe you would see that last year with Christian Lander and Trace, but Christian just wasn't quite ready. But, you know, to have a guy that can do a little bit of, you know, pick and roll action off him, uh, pass, score, uh, help him finish, I think that's what's going to be interesting to see. Um, Now, he's not going to have a lot of time to develop that chemistry, but uh, he will have this summer to come in and and work with them, and uh, I, I think that's the hope that you can have those two guys kind of play off each other. Uh, a more experienced point guard uh, that has those kind of skills.
2: Well, and also you mentioned Christian Lander. I, I think Christian's going to benefit from this. Uh, uh, Xavier is a, to me, a much more veteran guard than than what we've had as far as what Indiana has had as far as the point guard. This guy scores, man. He set a scoring freshman scoring record at Pitt. Uh, he, he averages 15 points a game and it has been so he 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 tries to score he tries to get to the rim it's gonna be I think valuable for someone like Christian Lander to be around him because he's still very young and developing his game so it's gonna that's gonna be great for Indiana because Christian Lander's the heir apparent to that spot uh, so you've got that rollover nice uh, when it comes about and then you've got the other guys in there Rob Finnessy hopefully he's gonna gain confidence but if if Xavier's going to come in and, and, and score. You're not going to need that from Rob Fennessey, but what you're going to need is just the, the, the complimentary things. And I think that, man, not only could he fill that role very nicely, he could fill that row extraordinarily well. That is what would make Indiana a very successful basketball team, is having the guys like Xavier Johnson, the piece that they did not have, Trace Jackson Davis, which they did, but you couldn't remove the stress from that. And now you add a a wing, a successful wing. This is a different ball club already, just from a a slight addition. And then, of course, uh, there's going to be multiple changes that I think is going to allow this team to free up and do a whole lot of other things. But uh, Xavier Johnson, to me, is a. A gigan- I don't want to call it a gigantic get, Kevin, but it's a really, really important get because he's I-, I think he's going to end up leading this offense.
3: Well, I think too with Xavier, you know, you touch on on the lander um you know uh, uh situation as well. And um he when I talked to him, he talked about wanting to be a mentor to Christian uh as well. Uh you know, I brought that up. And just the whole aspect of you remember two years ago on this team, um, Finnecy was the only true point guard, and he was hurt. And then you had you know DeMonte Green and Al Durham, who are more combo guards, kind of masquerading as point guards. Now you have Xavier, jo- Xavier Johnson. You've got Finnecy, and you have Christian Lander. You've got three guys that you know can legitimately play the point, so you've got some depth in that position, and I think that's important as well because you never know somebody gets hurt, um, somebody gets some foul trouble. Uh, you've, you've got a lot of options here, different options there. And you could probably slide uh, Finissy a little bit off the ball as well um, and, uh, you know, just bring him in on some, uh, you know, defense situations, uh, you know, and, you know, to get him going too.
2: Yeah, Mike says, I think this could let Rob just become a defensive specialist who could handle the ball if you need him to, but will allow Lander to be the backup point guard. Um, yeah, they, it gives them options. Um. It gives them options. Most importantly, we'll talk about all that more when when Xavier joins us. Um, when is he coming on? Let's see. That's at ten o'clock. Uh, oh, I mean ten o'clock. What am I saying? Uh, at the at the top of the hour, I guess. Uh, how about that Jennifer
3: way? chiming in? I watched Shocker last night. I think they can win it all. Go <laughs> Losers. And uh, I uh, I watched them too, and was uh, was very impressed with how they uh, dispatched uh, Seton Hall last night. Certainly. Uh, a good win and they came right back from that weather delay and Wittenberg scored and they got that one, nothing lead. They added a goal. And Solentano, um, I'm really enjoying as a former goalkeeper, as you know, I really, I really enjoying watching him play. And he was just so aggressive in the box, punching away balls and not letting Seed Hall get anything going.
2: Indiana has been, well, every position, I guess you can say that. Well, not every position, but the goalie for the last, Five Four seasons, they've just been – has it just been the two? Um, I think so. So it's just been the two. But, man, they've had two of the best goalies in the country. This season, though, this team is another national championship team. They were a national championship team before they lost Spencer Glass. Managed to get through that. And that's – and I know that's one player off of a, a large – team that that was a huge loss kevin it continuity and the way Brazera victor Brazera, th- he just went nuts he went berserker uh, Brazera went berserker uh and just became a tasmanian devil that they, they couldn't stop i mean it, it was crazy but now he's got help back this is a team that can eas- that, that can win a national championship uh, they, they should have won one a couple of years ago when they lost to Stanford, man. That was a heartbreaker. Um, but I, I, this is this team is, is as good a chance to win a national championship as any that they've had in the last couple of years. But Celentano, uh, w- when you know you have that, that's, that is a ton of confidence for your guys in the field. And it allows them to just play their butts off and, and give it all because they know that they got their backs covered, um, and it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, we're going to try to get Coach Yagley on. I've been trying to get him on. It's just they have been practicing when we do the show, and it's not worked out. But he's got a press conference today. We're actually going to hear from him here in a second. Uh, uh, this is his response, as a matter of fact. John, if you want to pull that up. Um,
1: it's uh, As I told the team after the game, it's you know to get to – you know college cup final four in our sport is is really hard to do and um you know the number obviously is um pretty incredible when you look at it through the history of the 21st and yet this one is theirs and it's uniquely theirs and i'm really proud of them and i said that you know they're they'll forever be in the facility with how we honor our final four teams and um and they did it in a real gritty way. I mean, today's—you know—today was not an easy game with the conditions and the way that they <clears throat> got the ball forward in our box. Defending that'd be really good, and it was just a real gritty performance. And um, but I told them after I mentioned that, I said, you know, we're kind of leaving your mark, you are leaving your mark. Um, but the ultimate one's still ahead. So we're very happy to be in this position, and we're very proud of the team. And we were enjoying it. We had some fun times after the game. Still, the guys are still having a good time together, um, celebrating. But at the same time, we we, we have the, the crown jewel is, is still out there. It's just a lot more, co- it's a lot closer for us. It's more tangible with it being, uh, you know, two games away. And we get to move to the stadium field, which is fantastic. And I know the team will really enjoy playing in there. So we're uh, obviously a lot of smiles. Um, our camp,
2: Coach Todd Yagley. Uh, he cracks me up. I've loved, always loved interviewing him. He has always been the coolest cat in the room. He is that, and I truly believe that is part of his success. He never gets rattled. As you saw him in that press conference, he is so. What's the word I'm looking for? Deliberate. Measured, yeah. Very, and just, and the right words. I think his mind, that's, people want to know, or maybe they don't want to know. I do. I'm always fascinated by differences and allows people to do this and to do that. One of the things that I think that allows him to be so successful is that his mind works that way. It works it, and it sees things that way. And in sports, that's that's immeasurable. Is be, being able to see things slow, th- see things in a slower fashion that others can, and that is a thing. It really is. And actually, to see ahead, and he's just one of those people that has that calm, determined mind. But it's also successful. Um, man, Charlie Miller brought it up yesterday, and he wanted to talk about it, and, and we didn't. But the the greatness of, of this program. And it is truly because we're talking, how I many decades now? Is this four, three or four? Three or four decades of just nonstop, relentless success. The 21st College Cup, that's the final four. 21. I'm trying to look up how many there have been. I think there's only been like 40, whatever it is. Indiana has been to almost half of the College Cups have almost half of the final fours over four decades. There is nothing in, in sports, I think, Kevin,
3: to rival that. Yeah, no, it's up there. I mean, you know, you, you look, you go back to UCLA in the seventies under John Wooden. Um, and, uh, you, you know, you look at, uh, maybe, uh, even uh, North Carolina in basketball and, uh, some other programs, Duke, uh, certainly with coach K, but, um, no, it's uh it's definitely up there in terms of sustained success for a long period of time. Um, what uh, what uh, Todd Yagley and his his father managed to do uh, for Indiana soccer, it's pretty immeasurable. And uh, you know, uh, certainly um, there was there was a documentary a couple of years ago, right? That uh yep. we got to take a
2: break though. Yep. Let's uh, take a quick break because Mike's coming on next. But yeah, at uh, that uh, thirty for thirty type deal uh, that came out last fall. Pretty cool, and, and it's a great. I can't remember the name of it, but, but but very good. Let's hit a break real fast. Mike DeCourse is going to join us next. You're listening to us, the uh, Indiana Sports Beat, coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios here on this Tuesday. Brought to you by Anymore. Hey, Hoosier fans, whether you're looking for a new or a used vehicle, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington's got you covered. They're Bloomington's number one Honda dealer for a reason. For deals like this, how about a new 2020 Honda Civic LX front-wheel drive lease for just $180 a month? Or a new 2021 Honda Accord LX front-wheel drive lease for just $270 a month? Andy Moore, Honda Bloomington, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer.
3: Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington.
2: The 2021 golf season is just around the corner. Book your next outing or get your membership from the golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Just call 812-824-4040. And whether you're playing golf or not, you'll want to check out the new Psalms Clubhouse. It's open to the public for lunch or dinner and the food is fantastic. Call 812-824-4040 for reservations or tee times. The golf club at Eagle Point and Psalms Clubhouse. A winner every time. Hello everybody, Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville.
5: This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
6: Thinking about retirement? Make sure a My Social Security account is a part of your plan. A My Social Security account gives you secure access to your personal earnings history and benefit status. You can find out if you're eligible to receive benefits, compare retirement benefit estimates at different ages or dates. View spousal benefit estimates and more. Plan for your future. Open a My Social Security account at SSA.gov/myaccount. Social Security: Securing today and tomorrow. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
2: Today's guest is brought to you by Reynolds Family Dentistry of Sellersburg. You need a million-dollar smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you'll get with Reynolds Family Dentistry. Welcome back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios on this Tuesday. Kevin Brockway sitting in CNHI, as he always does. And, and we're joined by the great Mike deCourcy as he always joins us. Michael, sir, how are you?
0: I am well, Jim. How are
2: you? Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. Just sitting here, we were uh, talking about Indiana men's soccer, of course. Uh, you're a big soccer fan. And I was talking to Kevin about, first of all, this is the 41st college cup that Indiana is going to. And I'm like, I'm trying 21st. to... Trying to what I say forty first is what, or twenty yeah. first yeah yeah twenty first twenty first my bad but I I was trying to think of, to measure that I'm like all right man what is that measurable against because it's not all national championships but that is just that's that sustained run that is still going as strong as ever after four decades is I, I can't think of anything in, in college specifically that. Unless, unless it's on a smaller sport level that 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 bibles that
0: well I think you compare it to get a you know when you make a comparison uh you want to make it so that it's it, it's a uh a, apples a to apples subject and- that that people would understand so this compared to that and so the first thing that you would look at probably would be basketball final fours and who has the most in that regard. And so North Carolina has made 20 final fours in its history. Uh, UCLA has made 18. Uh, Kentucky has made 17, et cetera. Now, it, it's not quite apples to apples because uh, when you think about it, um, basketball is played by more schools, so there's there's more in the pool, so to speak. But I, I think there's a, there's, there's something of, of a comparison there because over the course of the last three decades or so, more schools have become involved in, in playing men's soccer uh, at, at, a, at a higher level. Uh, certainly, you don't see anybody dropping men's basketball, and we still have uh, schools that drop men's soccer. Cincinnati did a year ago during the pandemic, but it's become a bigger sport. And, and as it's become a bigger sport with more teams playing and competing and trying, uh, Indiana's been able to continue to get back and and continue to do this. Uh, so I, I think it's I think it's remarkable uh, for them to do this again in in a year in which a lot of the established powers of uh, NCAA men's soccer have struggled a little bit, uh, have not been able to keep the same uh, the same the same quiet. Same level of performance. The shortened season affected that, certainly. Uh, the split season in the case of the ACC, which competed in the fall uh, and then came back and played some games in the spring and got ready. It, it's pretty remarkable that the ACC has been able to put two teams in the College Cup because the, the bulk of their competition took place in the fall, in, in the fall season. Uh, I I'm not exactly sure why they decided to compete in the fall. I think some of it was, uh, for cosmetic reasons to make it appear that, Hey, it's not just football. that's playing pro it's playing too. Uh, I think there was some of that involved, uh, but uh, to have two teams, Pitt and North Carolina, make it pretty remarkable. What a great story for Marshall, right? Uh, you don't, you know, that you don't see that too often, uh, uh, a team that, that you know like we talked about Akron a week ago Akron had been a pretty established power by the time they started making the college cup and winning championships uh even though it was a it, you know it was a smaller school uh or a smaller school athletically uh they had already sort of said hey we're here Marshall's kind of one of those uh, Cinderella kind of stories and it's really really a cool thing uh to beat Clemson and then yesterday to take out Georgetown a team that's Again, one of those powers that's made multiple college cups over the last 10 years or so uh, to be able to beat them yesterday and to do it in regulation, not on penalties like they did with Clemson, a, a remarkable thing. So it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun this weekend. And, and I think yeah. I talked a week ago about that idea that playing in the spring, uh, that splitting the season and making it a two-semester sport and how the coach at Maryland – has has advocated for that. I I don't know if you guys got to watch yesterday, but what I mean it was it was what college soccer should be. Uh, the, the play you know obviously it should be played with more fans and all that, and and that's not really. But in terms of the actual atmosphere, uh, the weather, uh, it was seventy some degrees down in in Cary, North Carolina. Uh, it looked like what college soccer should look like. It shouldn't be you know, them dodging snowflakes necessarily. Uh, and and I, so I, I was really delighted to see that. And I'm hopeful that, you know, the, the the plan that the Maryland coach had come up with was delayed by COVID as so many other things were. But I'm hoping that now that we've done this, they can see what the benefits would be.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people are in, in favor for a lot of other coaches have, have favored as well. Kevin, uh, As something you probably covered as well.
3: Yeah, and, but, you know, you do have the lightning delays. I know you have that in the baseball regionals, too. That's the only problem about playing in the southeast <laughs> in the spring. Uh, the I'll weather. take a
2: lightning to delay over playing in 22-degree weather in Philadelphia in late November anytime.
3: <laughs>
6: time. Yes. Dreaded,
3: the, dreaded, the dreaded weather delays uh, are, uh, are pretty bad. But, uh, yeah, two-semester sport, though, um, the academic – I've heard some basketball coaches over the years. I mean, Billy Donovan brought up – the. Academic demands of being a two semester sports. What What are your thoughts on that? Is that uh, that big of a deal or no? Or I, you know, I don't think so. I think for a couple of reasons. One is
0: that there is some downtime. What ba- men's basketball doesn't have the advantage of the downtime, that, which which is built into the 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 soccer 2020, twenty 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 first century plan. Uh, there's a there's a time there's a, a period of time off, so, so they'd still be working out and everything. But athletes are working out almost 365 as it is, but they wouldn't be competing during that period of time. So I think that would allow them to retrench a little bit. I know it is tough for men's basketball. Uh, the, the problem being that they hit the beginning of their season, just as the end of the first semester is happening. And that's where it really hurts them. But it do, they do have the opportunity to make up some of that now in the summer. And I, and I think that that's, you know, the, 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 the full-time summer, which, which is basically what uh, almost every major Division One program has gone to. Again, in ordinary times, non-pandemic times, uh, makes up for a lot of that and allows athletes to get ahead and to make up for what issues might develop because of uh, what I what I mentioned ha- having to having to get started on your basketball season just when your you know, your papers are due and your finals are coming up and all of that.
2: Uh, I was talking about this. Kicking on soccer one more time, I noticed you had a, a post up about the Columbus crew changing their name. I mean, it's a, – a soccer has gotten uh, obviously a lot bigger in, in America, but it's just – it's still not there. Is the growth – where is – the growth still at the same level growing as speed, you think? Is it slowed? Is it picking up steam? I can't – I can't tell right now on that. I really can't, I don't even, I do not have a gauge on what that
0: is doing. It continues to ascend. And I think, uh, some of the ascent now is being, uh, is, and, and by necessity and, and by merit is filtering over into the women's game. We have had since the women won the world cup in 1999, which was sort of like a, a seminal moment for women's soccer in America, because it, that progress, having the tournament here and having it, it,
2: women's sports in general, probably
0: yeah, true. But it, it, you know, it, specifically in soccer in 1999, uh, it sort of launched something, but it didn't. Ha- it launched something that didn't really have anywhere to go, and so they they tried to start a women's league, and financially it didn't it didn't make it, and then they tried to start a second one, and financially it didn't make it, and now we have the NWSL, and it seems to be on much better footing. The interest is better. Uh, the, the, uh, CBS has, has really embraced it and made, made uh, their broadcasting of it, uh, more, uh, more a focus, uh, and, and people are getting involved in ownership. Uh, uh, so if you look at the, uh, Angel City FC, which is coming, I believe next year, a lot of really prominent Hollywood figures, uh, became involved in that. So it's, so there's, there's real momentum in the women's space in professional soccer in men's soccer, I think it continues to ascend. It's a slower growth. But once, once you've grown from nothing to having a 2016 league of, in which the franchises are going for, uh, for $300, $400 million in some instances, Chicago went for some, something north of $300 million. Uh, the expansion franchises are going for well in excess of $200 That You can get a club in England for less than that. It, that, that has the ability to play in the Premier League. And, and in some cases, they, they've sold Premier League teams for less than that. So the game here is continuing to send, to ascend. I just think the, the pace of growth is slower because we were in 1996, we were at zero and we're no longer at that. But the 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 the, uh, the ability of the American player, I think, is growing faster now than maybe ever. When you look at the Champions League this past year and you see some of the players that played there, Weston McKinney playing for Juventus, uh, which was I, up until this past week, uh, I think they had won eight or nine consecutive Serie A championships. You see Sergino Dest playing uh, at, at you know in the back line for Barcelona, one of the two, three biggest clubs in the world. You see Christian Pulisic was the li- literal hero for Chelsea. In the Champions League semifinals, he created two of the three goals that got them into the championship game, which will be played May 29th. Uh, he, he likely will start. Uh, and like I said, he was the hero. He wasn't their best player in over the two two game series, but he was there. He was the most important player because without him, all the great work that uh, that uh, that was done behind him. Uh, Conte and some of the other players chill well on the outside. Guys playing great, but not really leading to much until Christian took over in the box and created two of their three goals. So uh, I think that if you look at that, we're seeing the game continue to grow on a significant level.
2: The one thing, I guess the last question I have on is, and, we, and this has been a question that has been around for years now, I, why is men's soccer not caught up with the world? I know that they were way, way with behind, but the United States has some of the best athletes in the world, training facilities in the world. And they just, they are not caught up. I mean, they're still not making world cup, still not they're qualifying for major events. And that just blows me away that they can't get there. I'm like, Dude, they compete or lead in every sport that there is, and they get their butt handed to them in this sport, and they're still doing that. It's not quite that bad.
0: They, yeah. they have a PR problem, for one, it, because the perception is that they are awful, and they are not awful. I think they're ranked around twentieth in the world. Yeah. Point. Uh, they, they lose. You know, missing out on the World Cup in 2018 was a significant failure, and that came large came about largely as a result of a. I, for, and I can't really explain it, and I don't know that anybody ever really has. There was a vacuum in between the Land Donovan uh, and DeMarcus Beasley, that generation, which came in, into uh, professional soccer. They reached their teens uh, around tw- around uh, 99, 2000, 2001, right around there. That that age group. And then from there to the current young players, Pulisic, McKinney, uh, players like that Timothy Weah uh, uh that group in between there wasn't much and it's really hard to un- explain it's it, it don't really I can't really explain but that's why 2018 happened more or less they were a group of old guys and a couple of young guys and there was no in between and it just, just didn't happen uh, i think the, the but when you look at Amer- the growth of american soccer one 100 years start is hard to overcome i mean it was a literal century uh, Liverpool, my favorite team, was founded in 1892. The U.S. men didn't make the World Cup uh, between 1950 when there weren't very many teams involved. Uh, and 1990, after it, the game had really gotten wildly popular and and the competition had gotten more intense uh, from 1950 to 1990. So American men's soccer really was born in 1990, right around then, when, when, the, when that team made the World Cup. And so we've got 30 years at it. They've got 130 years. That's part of it. And then the other part that's underestimated is that, okay, if you're a young team sport athlete in America, what are you playing? You can play anything you want. You can play basketball. You can play soccer. You can play baseball. You can play ice hockey. My nephew's an ice hockey player. Uh, I, I don't have any – you know, I have 14 nieces and nephews, and I don't have anybody – in that group that got into soccer, but I've had, you know, my, my nephew's a one nephew's a college football coach who played division three football. His brother, like I said, played, uh, uh, played uh, hockey. You know, I've had others play football and such, but there's so many different choices for a young athlete here. So the other countries that are great at it, Spain, uh, England in particular, that's a really uh, Italy, you know, they play some of the other sports. There are really good Spanish basketball players. Uh, they, you know, obviously a great tennis player in Nadal. But for the most part, their best young athletes are handed a soccer ball and and said, you know, go play. And that's the difference. Uh, so it it, it 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 weakens the pool here. We have 350 million people, but we have, have you know what five to six sports in, in the men you know in the men's team space that are pulling at them.
2: Yeah, and I was
7: going to say quickly
2: that Chris put this comment up that that older people are not knowledgeable about it. And there is a lot to that because I remember being this anti, oh, it's a sissy sport. But that was based on watching World Cup. And World Cup is not good to draw fans and new fans. I will tell you that. It's horrible. Uh, because that's horrible to watch the the flopping. And that's what I saw soccer as a bunch of flopping, whiny players. And that because that was my experience of soccer. I didn't grow up with soccer, and it wasn't prevalent when I grew up. I played football and we didn't even have soccer in my high school. But my daughter played soccer since she was in the fourth grade. And I remember taking her to uh an Indy 11 type game in Louisville, and that was my first experience of watching. These guys, I'm like, holy crap. I I was watching this speed, and I was like, whoa. Uh, It blew my mind on how fast they were getting up and down the field, and that changed my appreciation. And then, of course, following her, learning the rules. you got to learn the rules, guys. Just learn the simple rules. It makes it much more enjoyable. And now I I watch more soccer than my daughter watched the entire time she played soccer. Uh, I'm like, I'm text her. Hey, you watching this game, this match? (laughs) She's like, No, I'm watching The Bachelor. (laughs) I'm like, What? I'm like, Oh, okay. I give up, man. So, uh, but I will watch soccer sometimes, just because now I, if it's good, I enjoy good play. It's if you, if it's good and you know the rules, it's fun to watch. Kevin.
3: Yeah, I was going to mention, uh, well, you know, Jim, I was a big fan of those uh, uh, Argentina teams of the 80s, Diego Maradona and a God. Um, I really enjoyed watching the World Cup back then. I haven't really gotten into it as much since. But uh, you were talking about that gap, and I was trying to remember the name, and I looked it up, Freddie Adu. Remember Freddie Adu was supposed to change American soccer, and he was that one guy that couldn't quite, you know, get it over the top. Yeah, Freddie, you know, uh,
0: I His career wasn't well handled uh, by himself and by those around him, uh, including the people he, I I did not, I never thought that DC United, when they signed him, did a great job with him. Uh, And and it's unfortunate Uh, Michael Bradley and Josie Altidore were from that generation also, but there was just, it was really just them. There wasn't much uh, there. And of course, Josie and Michael made huge contributions to the men's national team, but they're just... There, there weren't enough other really good players with them. But you know, I, I, I love the the comment that uh, was up there before uh, by Chris. It still is. You know, I, I, I did not become a soccer fan until I was thirty years old. I, I, w- I grew up in the same generation as Jim, with that idea that you know it, 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 it was, uh, you know, it was somebody else's game. It wasn't ours. Uh, it was boring, whatever. I and, thought it was a sissy game. I really did. And, buddy, and I will tell you, it is far from that. Yeah, you know, and so in 1990, when when TBS, uh, Turner Sports, put it on TV, the whole thing, this, you know, very little of it had been on before. And they made a big deal. Hey, we're putting the whole thing on TV. and And I, you know, I look back now and I know they made some mistakes. They took commercial breaks in the middle of the action and that sort of thing. But, you know, now... You know, I, I look I, that that watching that World Cup changed everything for me because I, I I had no knowledge of it. And I, I sat there and I taught myself the rules uh, by watching uh, and, and began to understand. And for me, you know, the, the idea of an old person learning the sport, it's all it, it's the best part of it for me, because I'm 30 years old or so. And I feel like I'm six, you know, learning all about baseball over again. you know, not very, for those who haven't gotten into it yet, it gives you that opportunity to start from ground zero and build, you know, a new affection that you might not have already had. So if you're out there and you're wondering, is it worth your time? You know, it gives you a chance really in a lot of ways to be young again and not know a lot about the sport and learn about the stars and learn about the rules and learn about the traditions of the game and all that. You know, a lot of people already have, have, Gained that, uh, but if you haven't, it's out there for you. And I, you know, I I, I think learning is one of the most fun things we do as people, uh, learning new things. And so I would encourage anybody who who self described old farts, like Chris was saying, uh, I would encourage them to, to give it a shot and, and really, you know, uh, and try to learn it and 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 have fun with it that way.
3: Well, I'll I tell, tell you, the sport in high school. I can tell you this, uh, Mike, or I can tell you this, Jim. Uh, when you're going up for a, a corner kick as a goalkeeper, there's nothing sissy about that. When you've got all those <laughs> running
2: around, no, you know no. what I mean. Trust
3: me, trust me. Yeah. I, that is that was a, a a thought
2: that went from pre to not. I, I try, especially once I. Went to that game, and, and it reminded – it was a, it was in Louisville. It was uh, like the Indy 11. And what I was going to say is for people who have those teams in your towns, that's like having triple A baseball. And these towns are into these teams, man. I mean, Louisville just built a new stadium. There's new stadiums going up. They are supporting them, and it's fun to go out, and it gives you that minor league baseball feel. Um, they're, they're fun times. They really are. If you have a winning team, that is. <laughs>
0: what else is coming up for you next mike yeah you know um i at this point i'm sort of trying to figure out what's next uh you know what 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 our next project is uh you know the the nhl playoffs are starting uh on the weekend i think and nba will be coming up soon and and i'm not you know the the timing of the nba draft is going to be a little bit different this year so uh, we're working through all of that, so I I, I don't have any uh, anything on the horizon. But I, you know, I would encourage you to read the article that I wrote in, about the Columbus Crew and their de- decision to to rename the team. You know, you would think that after the Super League uh, that, that happened in European soccer, the, the debacle that they had when they tried to form uh, a separate association of elite clubs in Europe, and their fans rebelled. You would have thought that the people in Columbus would have said, hey, maybe this isn't the best idea to completely change our look and our team name. Maybe we shouldn't do this because we, we, you know, we we destroy all the goodwill that we've built up. But they went ahead and did it anyway. And so I wrote about that on uh on sportingnews.com for yesterday. It's a it won't take that much of your time, but it's sort of instructive about how American sports fan teams and not just American sports teams, but sports teams around the world continue to view their uh, their fan base as essentially, uh, in, uh, almost as if they can never uh, leave. It's like an addiction. Well, we can we can do whatever we want and they'll still come back. Well, I that's not always true, and it certainly is never wise to treat your customers that way.
2: No, what I'm trying to find what's the reasoning for changing the name? It's not offensive in any way. It's crew, so I'm like, okay, there cannot be
0: anything offensive with this. I, you know, I think it's I think it's marketing people just trying to justify their existence in some ways. You know, marketing people should be trying to sell the product that exists better, not try to reinvent the product. That's, yeah. the, that's you know, and when, when you think you're smarter than you are. Maybe that's when you decide to try to reinvent the product instead of just trying to say, how can we get more butts into seats? I don't know that they're, they were going to have trouble doing that because they built a new stadium, downtown Columbus. Uh, they've never drawn great as a franchise. You know, I've gone to dozens and dozens of crew games over the years. And I, I remember in 2009, 2008, excuse me, uh, I went to the Eastern Conference Championship on a Wednesday or Thursday night in Columbus, drove up by myself, uh, couldn't get anybody to go along. So I went and I sat by myself and I literally sat by myself at a championship. I would have gone. I had almost the whole road to myself. That's how (laughs) selling tickets over the years. Now they're moving. Everybody was expecting that it would be easier. And instead of just embracing the upgrade and, and the fact that they are the reigning champions of the league, they decided to light the whole thing on fire by changing their name and their look. I, I don't get it.
2: Yeah. No one ever likes that, but, uh, it's funny, but uh, marketing people—they've got to, like you said, got to justify their existence. Uh, yeah, make sure <laughs> hey, you catch
0: my, that wife, my wife is in marketing, and she doesn't do any of this stuff. She knows uh, that's not how it's done. It, you, you—sometimes products need to be reinvented because they're, uh, they're, de- they're declining or whatever. That's not what happened here. These people just thought they were smarter than the room, and it turned out they were not.
2: Yeah, that usually uh, doesn't go well, especially when you're not.
0: Man, I can't thank you
2: enough, Mike. As always, I hope you have a great week. Any uh, just relaxing plans coming up? Anything I fun? Pl- I, coming plan- up? I
0: plan to do plenty of relaxing. Absolutely.
7: I, I, you know, <laughs> I know, it's funny, uh,
0: uh, I, John Rothstein, my friend from CBS Sports, always tweets in March that we sleep in May, and I'm all and I always say to John, "Can we not sleep in April? Is that not allowed?"
2: I haven't got April fifth or
0: seventh or whatever. Can we not sleep then?
2: I'm not I'm working on June. (laughs) I'm not kidding, but I'm like, Oh, wow. I have, well, this year's worse for me. I have an 18 year old daughter. So uh, (laughs) may has just been turned upside down for me uh, with Uh, with all that stuff, but it's all good stuff, but man, thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Make sure you do go to uh, at TSN Mike to follow him or the sporting news for that article and anything else he puts out because it's promise you it is worth the read Mike. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Jim and Kevin. Always a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you, brother. Mr. DeCourcy joining us here on Indiana Sports Beat. And we've got plenty more as Xavier uh, Johnson will join us uh, at the top of the hour. And of course, Chronic Hoosier after that. Indiana Sports Beat brought to you by Andy Moore. Honda uh, brought back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios after this.
6: Thinking about retirement? Make sure my social security account is a part of your plan. A My Social Security account gives you secure access to your personal earnings history and benefit status. You can find out if you're eligible to receive benefits, compare retirement benefit estimates at different ages or dates, view spousal benefit estimates, and more. Plan for your future. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov myaccount my account. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
8: We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. The 2021 golf season is just around the corner.
2: Book your next outing or get your membership from the golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Just call 812-824-4040. And whether you're playing golf or not, you'll want to check out the new Psalms Clubhouse. It's open to the public for lunch or dinner, and the food is fantastic. Call 812-824-4040 for reservations or tee times. The golf club at Eagle Point and Psalms Clubhouse. A winner every time. Hello everybody, Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. Hey, Hoosier fans. Whether you're looking for a new or a used vehicle, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington's got you covered. They're Bloomington's number one Honda dealer for a reason. For deals like this, how about a new 2020 Honda Civic LX front-wheel drive lease for just $180 a month? Or a new 2021 Honda Accord LX front-wheel drive lease for just $270 a month? Andy Moore Honda Bloomington, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Come see us at the
3: all-new Andy
0: Moore Honda, now in Bloomington.
8: This segment is brought to you by Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Realty, Indie Home Pros.
2: Welcome back to the Golf Club Point Studios on this Tuesday. She's wearing a mask that was sent to me from CoolerMasked.com. If you can see, if you're on YouTube and seeing this, this is pretty cool. These are licensed. Um, the one I'm currently wearing is actually a photograph or a picture of assembly hall, the assembly hall floor um, that you can get these and a bunch of others. Man, pretty cool. I like it's this neat one. Stuff. How about this that they sent? Not bad. They sent us to us. So cool. But there's a lot. There's a ton more. There's a Memorial Stadium on there. Uh, they're licensed with IU. They're made and manufactured in the U.S. Eight. They have eight different IU. Actually, there's more coming. Um, actually, I had them create a, a Leo one, which is really, really cool. Um, they're 100% washable, reusable, moisture wicking. Um, they're co-owned by Buffaloes. Original owner, and once I get this set up, I, I'm going to donate all of our uh, any all if there's any profits, all profits are going to go to either the Chris Beatty Scholarship Foundation or Daymar. I'm going to talk to Coach Allen and see about that. But um, so, yeah, when we get We're, this going, get those masks, and we'll get that out to you, and, and all, everything is going to go towards that. Yeah, we're coming up on
3: a, the very sad anniversary, right? The one year anniversary of Chris Beatty. When when Beatty's was that? Death. It was Memorial Day weekend. I remember that's when uh Indianapolis was uh, going through some uh, turmoil and uh certainly certainly very sad and a very honorable uh scholarship in his uh in his name uh that uh they are uh you know uh putting forth here um you know uh, certainly a great uh Great uh, foot representative of Indianapolis too. Great citizen.
2: Well, we're—I'll get that information out uh, and you get fifteen percent off of you use the Indiana Sports Beat one, uh, and you get fifteen percent off. Of, but like I said, hundred percent—we're—we're going everything is going to go towards that. There's there's other IU things on there. It's pretty cool. There's one for Kirkwood, uh, the Sample Gates, like I said, Memorial Stadium, and the Leo ones that I'm having them create right now. Pretty cool uh but so there's that just wanted to give that a quick mention but we'll uh talk more about that but just very cool how that worked out uh from saying wear your mask every day but yeah that and that one i can't believe how good these things look seriously i mean that's not i thought that they were like uh screen printed on or something rub off nope i'm like wow so nice
3: masks aren't going anywhere are they kevin how about that? Yeah, so uh, we didn't get into this with a uh, Mike segment, but uh, Tim Tebow. Do you think he makes it with the Jacksonville Jaguars oh or gosh. tight end? Tim Tebow? Are you kidding me, though, dude? He has not played in an NFL
2: game since 2012. That's nine years ago. There has there ever been a nine year gap in sports besides boxing or something?
3: Baseball. Yeah, really. Football, I, I think basketball. Wasn't he in, yeah, wasn't he in Patriots camp in 2013 and 2014? Though I mean, he's bounced around. But I get your though. point. I'm just curious. You know, the one thing I brought up, it was kind of interesting because people were talking about the switch from quarterback to tight end. The basketball players, we've seen so many of them convert to tight end. It just doesn't seem to me like it's that intricate a position or that big of a deal. But here's um, the thing to heart. me is there's no way that a player that hadn't played
2: in a game in nine freaking years can be your best option at a tight end. There's no way. There has got to be a thousand different guys who just came out of college that are a better option, or a thousand guys who are looking for a job at tight end that's a better option. Have Think of all the, the guys.
3: Jaguars. Have we seen the Jaguars roster?
2: but pick somebody up that's not named Tim Tebow that actually has played tight end and it is not playing right now. Um, that's got to be, that's just a, that's he's, a bunch
3: of, that's, a if true. this was I mean, not
2: true. Urban Meyer, this would not be happening.
3: Yeah. Uh, you know, but you can say that about, there, there are a lot of coaches that have a lot of affinities for former players. You see that all the time. Um, and Trey Burton who's tight end for the Colts was a former option quarterback in Florida, I mean, I think, you know, listen, I you know, and he, he is he is an unbelievable athlete. If you've seen him up close, he can run. Uh, he still has, you know, great speed. He's got great strength. I think it's just going to be a matter of, you know, whether he can, you know, get back in that football shape. But he was, you know, playing professional baseball for the last three or four years. It wasn't like he wasn't doing an athletic endeavor. Uh, let's put it that way. So, um, I, you know, I think he's got a shot. And I think Urban, you know, obviously believes in him that. Plays a big role, like you said, you know, and and you could probably use him on a gadget play here or there in the goal line as well. It's not like you can just use him as tight end. He's got those skills that he could probably still be utilized. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to go as far as saying like Taysom Hill, but he's got that kind of ability that you could possibly get out of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a great athlete. I, I'm not
2: saying anything other than that, but I, I just cannot imagine that there is not two dozen better options, but three dozen better options, four dozen better the, options. Have you
3: seen the Jaguars
2: roster? <laughs> I know you keep saying it. No, <laughs> options out there. I'm not saying on their roster, but there has to be better options out there available to put on the roster besides a guy who's been out of the league longer than
3: uh, Grandma it.
2: Moses. Uh, it's just it. a publicity it. stunt. No,
3: I don't think there, that... No, what, And listen, there is a market. And if you've been to Jacksonville, it's a hard place to draw fans, you know. Good, Uh, There's a good point by Tim. Tim makes a great
2: point. Burt Reynolds in the Longest Shard. Uh, It may have been, I don't know, Paul Crew, how long had he been out? Had it been nine? I don't know. Had it been nine years? I don't remember how long he'd been out, but that is a great, uh, that's a great
3: uh, The difference is Burt Reynolds was an ex-con, Tim Tebow's... uh, white uh, Christian guy.
2: <laughs> yeah. Kind of quick, complete opposites there. Absolutely. Uh, Tim says that the uh, Tebow just bought a house next door to urban Meyer. Is that true? Uh,
3: Maybe, not Possibly. Yeah. I think this is going to end with him. Like, you know, if he doesn't make the roster, he'll end up. He's going to be
2: a know, part of coaching. the program.
3: Yeah. He'll be yes. in a coaching capacity. That's probably what this is up. This is all going to end up, and it is good publicity. He's from Jacksonville. Uh, There are a ton of Gator fans in the town. They're going to eat it up. They're going to love it. I mean, you know, these. Tim Tebow is an upstanding
2: guy. You know, you're going to get positive PR with him and all that. And they probably need a lot of positive PR.
3: But listen, what have the Gators done since Tebow? It's almost like the curse of Tim Tebow at the quarterback position until Kyle Trask. They struggled. They were in the wilderness for a long time. I mean, he was a great college football player. There's no denying that.
2: Absolutely. Uh, that's too much. We're going to have to take a, take a break so we can uh, clear off. Xavier Johnson uh, is going to join us next. Uh, Indiana basketball player that uh, you should be seeing a lot of next year. Transfer from Pitt. Up next, here from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, brought to you by Andy Honda, back right after this. Hey, Hoosier fans, whether you're looking for a new or a used vehicle, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington's got you covered. They're Bloomington's number one Honda dealer for a reason. For deals like this, how about a new 2020 Honda Civic LX front-wheel drive lease for just $180 a month? Or a new 2021 Honda Accord LX front-wheel drive lease for just $270 a month? Andy Moore, Honda Bloomington, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer.
3: Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington.
2: The 2021 golf season is just around the corner. Book your next outing or get your membership from the golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Just call 812-824-4040. And whether you're playing golf or not, you'll want to check out the new Psalms Clubhouse. It's open to the public for lunch or dinner, and the food is fantastic. Call 812-824-4040 for reservations or tee times.
8: The golf club at Eagle Point and Psalms Clubhouse. A winner every time. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Hey, this is Jim Coyle with
2: Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. Thehoosier.com is where you'll find complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers, as well as coverage of the Big Ten. Simply go to thehoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also catch Indiana Sports Beat Radio there each day at your convenience, or you can find it at any place you podcast or on this station each weekday. If we're not on the station where you live, we should be. At for Indiana Sports Beat Radio.
6: thinking about retirement make sure a my social security account is a part of your plan a my social security account gives you secure access to your personal earnings history and benefit status you can find out if you're eligible to receive benefits, compare retirement benefit estimates at different ages or dates, view spousal benefit estimates and more. Plan for your future. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash my account. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
2: This segment is brought
8: to you by Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington.
2: Welcome back to the golf club bigger point studios on this Tuesday, Indiana sports beat brought to you by Anymore Honda, Kevin Brockway sitting in as he does Jim Coyle here. And we're joined by Xavier Johnson, a pit transfer, Indiana, uh, going to play in ball. in Simon Scott assembly hall next year. Xavier, how are you doing, sir?
9: I'm pretty well. How are
2: you? Great. Great. Uh, Kevin Brockway with us as well. Um, we were talking off air and you're, you're still not on campus yet. Uh, uh, you, you won't get here till June. So what have you been doing with yourself to prepare uh, for the move and uh, you're changing schools. And so there's going to be some, some of that. So uh, have you met any of the guys talk to a lot of the guys? How are you working on that transition?
9: Um, uh, I met mean, pretty much the whole team now. Uh, we had a little group message and everybody been talking, talking. So, uh, that's, that's been going well. Um, I've just been, all the time during the spring, ever since I left school, I've been working out. So, I mean, that's the good thing about it. I'm just trying to better my game, be ready for next year.
2: And speaking of your game, you were the first guy uh, for Coach, the new Coach Mike Woodson, that really kind of got things going and a very, very important piece. Uh, you know, they, they lose Armand Franklin, and but yet you come in and, and more than fill the void, uh, as a matter of fact. Uh, I was talking to someone next year, yesterday, and they we were talking about – your contributions are probably going to be and the expectations are high and as a transfer you're coming in on a, on a new team that can put pressure on it guys do you feel pressure or do you take that on like you want that
9: uh, i mean I, I want it absolutely I, i've dealt with it for the last for the past three years uh, i've been at pit so i mean yeah, and, and there's nothing but, but been an expectation
3: kevin Xavier, you know, I, I know we talked on Friday. You're talking a lot about shooting the basketball. What's your shooting routine like? How many shots do you get up? Uh, a lot of threes, pull ups, or take take me through that in terms of uh, what an average uh, shooting day at the gym is like for Xavier Jones.
9: Uh, I mean, we work on a lot of stuff. uh with my, I work on it with my AU coach, coaches, and, and, and trainers uh, over there. Uh, we work on pull ups, uh kids shoot off the off the ball screen. Uh, just passing off the ball screen, you work on pretty much all parts of the game. Uh,
2: And and Indiana has pieces, of course, already in place. What about what they have? Trace Jackson Davis, uh, Ray Thompson, the other guys that are in place uh, to play with. What about those – what was part of the draw? What about Indiana? What about the coaching staff, Coach Woodson, Dane, all those guys? What was it that drew you to Indiana?
9: Uh, I mean, just a team. Uh, last year, I, was, I saw I thought that they were an okay team. Uh, I just felt like I could make them better, better with, with what I bring to the table. So, I mean, that, that was one of the, one of the big things. And,
2: and that's we talk about that a lot with former players are on. When when people, fans ask about a, a recruit whether or not wanting to come into a position because there's other people there, and you just answered it. A competitor thinks that they can. To help, they, that's why they're there. That confidence, and you have that confidence. Of course, you've got three years behind you where you've averaged 15 points. You're a scorer. What is it? Having watched Trace Jackson and those guys play, some that you can do to help improve that offense.
9: Uh I mean, one one of the best things I do is, is penetrate. Yeah, I can finish around the rim. I'm athletic. I can score the ball, pass. It doesn't really matter. I do. I do anything
2: and you look what about these guys you look forward to playing with as far as how they make up the team you got race thompson and a lot of other guys what do you see as from the coaching standpoint that you can get uh to develop your game uh that that is different from what you've gotten in, in the past opportunities that will be here now
9: uh i mean you know, just, just that athletic big. So I don't really got to play with an athletic big yet in, in college, rather than rather than high school. The last, the last athletic big I had I played with was uh was Jalen Smith, which was uh, which was Lottie Parker from Maryland. So I mean that's the last person I played with. We we did pretty well together. So I'm just looking forward to playing another athletic big. Kevin, yeah, you talked is, about
2: that in your story.
3: <laughs> yeah, J- Jalen is uh, doing pretty well. Obviously in the NBA, he's. he's uh... Uh, you know, made uh, made a pretty good uh, name for himself. I'm curious, uh, Xavier, also, if you've talked to uh, Jalen about what it's like maybe playing in the Big Ten as opposed to playing in the ACC.
9: No, I, I haven't talked to him yet. Uh, Jalen's not a big social media guy, so he, he probably <laughs> hasn't seen that. I'm probably going to Indiana, so.
3: Have you heard <laughs> any stories about uh, what the, maybe the change in conferences in terms of, you know, what you uh, – what you expect in terms of uh, a lot of people say the Big Ten's is a pretty physical league. Have you heard that from other guys? Or?
9: Uh, yeah. Bro, I mean, I know I know it's a pretty pretty uh, uh pretty physical league from just playing playing Iowa. I think we play, I played Iowa my freshman year, Northwestern sophomore year, Rutgers sophomore year, and, and uh and Northwestern again my junior year. So I mean, every time you play them, it's been physical. So and I, I, don't, I don't like the game like that. I don't like the like the softness about the game when, when it comes to the calling calling files. So
2: you broke a 34-year-old freshman scoring record at Pitt, and you just kept going and have that three years of experience behind you. It's something, again, Indiana has some experience, but not at the point guard spot as much. But Rob Fennessy has uh, tons of experience, but he has been more of a defender. And now you have a lot more guard opportunity. Also, Christian Lander, a guy that that is probably going to learn a lot from you. Uh, have you – Thought about that working with a, a Christian and 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 what he can get from you because he's a very talented athlete.
9: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I've heard, I've heard. Uh, I'll talk to him a little bit. Uh, no, he, seems, he seems like a good kid. Uh, I just want to get to know him better, uh, and I hope I, I can help him learn learn a lot of things
2: how do you pass on to to the next guy how, what is it because that is so important in talking that's another thing in talking with the, the former players here that passing everything down whether it's tradition whether it's it's play whether it's about the game or, or or becoming going from a freshman to a senior that's a lot of responsibility i mean you're 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 a veteran now and all of that responsibility is part of that and but you're coming to a new team kind of difficult to do that how do you do that to the younger guys being a new guy
9: uh I mean I mean it'll, it'll, I think it will kind of be good uh just from what I have did bro, my experiences in my last three years my stats it off so I mean I could, I could probably just talk to him uh I, I ain't gonna yell at him or anything but I can just talk to him be, be a good be a good uh teammate and I mean I mean, just just really talk to him. I mean, that's the main thing. But I'm not really a bunch of big talker. I, I like to show people what I can really do on the court, and that's how that's how I lead by example. Kevin,
3: you have a close relationship you with Kenya Hunter as so Parker Stewart. Uh, what makes him effective in terms of connecting with people? What do you What kind of bond do you have with Kenya, and what makes them do you think a a good coach in that way?
9: Uh, I mean, I have, I have trust with, uh, with with Kenya and Coach Coach Wilson obviously, and all the coaches on the, on the coaching staff, but. I mean, me and Ken, Ken's relationship go back to my junior year uh, when he first started recruiting me. Uh, he got me to go to Nebraska first, and, and I backed out of that when he left. So, I mean, we have a good relationship. I mean, I can't can't really speak on it. I mean, it's not much to say about our relationship.
2: Uh, beyond coaches and, and, and the roster right now, Indiana itself, a program at, at known, obviously, for basketball throughout the country, long-time tradition. How much of that went into it? Have you been on campus at all yet? Have Not. you seen the – you haven't seen the facilities? Have you ever been in Assembly Hall?
9: Uh, I mean, I've seen it on, on a little soon, but uh, I, I, I love it. I love it there. I haven't been there yet. I love it.
2: That's amazing. Uh, that uh, Assembly Hall, of course, one of the v- venues uh, known throughout college basketball is one of the most – had been one of the most dominant, and a lot of fans were expected to be just that again very soon. No fans last year. This year, fans expected back. It's a very loud, loud place to play in and fun if you're on the winning team, of course. But not having fans last year, how much are you looking forward to that in itself, of having people in the stands?
9: Uh, I mean, I'm mean, i looking very much to uh, fans on my life. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, it'll, it'll get my adrenaline pumping back again. I can probably get, get a little bit more athletic on the rim. So, that, that'll help.
2: Xavier, what was it like last year playing in that bubble situation with with no people? Now they pumped in the crowd noise, but it was it, it was yeah, it was. But what was it like? How did it? How did it affect your game or anybody's game?
9: Uh, I mean, it, it really didn't affect my game. Uh, it, at that point uh, about basketball, it just became about uh, who showed up every day. Uh, uh, to be honest, and who, who wanted to compete. Because uh, most most players like let it compete for the fans, so I mean that that, that was one thing that, that brought to people's eyes. I mean, you saw it in the in the in, the little, in everybody's conference tournament. Uh, not the best team really won. So, yeah, Kevin
3: Xavier, you were talking to me about uh, social media messages. Anything particularly stand out from Hoosier fans in terms of uh, what they sent you when you made your decision to commit?
9: Uh I mean. My my parents and everybody, everybody pretty much saw it. Uh, uh, it was a lot of love, love there, and, and, and I can't can't. Um, and I'm blessed to be in this situation, so uh, I mean, I just loved it. And it wasn't really much to say. It was it was a lot of tweets I seen. Uh, it was just crazy.
2: Was it more than you expected? Yeah, way
9: more than I expected. I didn't even expect that.
2: I mean, I, we talk about the, the the vastness of the Indiana fans for the basketball program because it is, like I said, it has been five national champions. It's not just Bob Knight, Brant McCracken won two national championships. It, it is a rich history, and it's a state. It's not just IU basketball. Indiana, high school basketball here is is crazy as well, but it is a love for the game and a love for the players who play it uh, hard and well, and they are craving, like you can't believe, to get back to a situation that was where they want all the time, uh, and I know the players that are coming in now want nothing more than that. What is it that you're looking forward to to getting to that point?
9: Uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, just looking forward to preparation. Uh, I can't wait to get there in June with the, with all my teammates and, and just be ready to work. Yeah, because we, uh, we all seem like we got the same goal, and I'm really happy about, happy about that
2: anybody in particular you, uh, we talked about Trey Jackson Davis you're not playing with a, a big uh, in the last couple of years what do, what does that do to help you and how why are so much are you looking forward to that
9: uh i mean it helps me helps me if one of the big men come over and try to block my shot i got somebody to dump it up to so i mean that, that helps a lot uh on uh, honestly uh i mean last year it was it was, a, it, was a, it was a good year it was okay year for me uh i mean we i don't think we were the best shooting team in the college you like Probably twelve out of 15, twelve out of fifteen teams, and uh, I let the eighteen assist. So I know that that says much about it. If you had a whole field goal percentage, but um, I mean, it's just good good to have somebody who can catch the ball uh, and just finish around the room.
2: And having that hive assist, what? It, it, how much about that are you looking to facilitate? Looking to help other guys score? What? How? How much of that you are you you want? You want to help this guy that as opposed to yourself? But being a, you know a great point guard, obviously unselfish, and you have been that with a lot of assist, but you're also scoring pretty daggone well. Also, it's a great balance.
9: Uh, I mean. I mean, I just—I mean, that's the type of person I am off, off the court as well. But, uh, I like to help everybody, uh, help everybody in need, help everybody, help everybody be successful. So, I mean, that's just the type of person I am. I just like to to help everybody, and I and I really feed off feed off of what they what they come uh, with how they how they become successful. So,
3: yeah, but as a scoring point guard, how do you strike that balance as a guy that uh, you know can get to the basket and score? But you're like you said, your assist totals are pretty good too. How do you strike that balance between? Uh, went to go to the rim really hard, and uh, went to find other people?
9: Uh, I, mean, I mean, it's just re- really about reason that at that point. Uh, uh, they stopped me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got somebody to pass the ball to. If they don't, just, just go ahead and score it. So.
2: Speaking of the coaching staff again, uh, Mike Woodson coming in, obviously an IU great, uh, long run in the NBA, um, and coming in his first season. What are your thoughts, impressions on Mike? He has not been around the college game for a while, but I I don't know why that was made such a big deal. He was at the highest level Uh, because he wasn't around the college game. I don't know that that matters much because the college players are really starting to mimic more of the pro game anyway, and that's where they want to be. So what was uh, about Coach Woodson that you liked and that you knew and that you found out?
9: I mean, the first thing was uh, on the Zoom. Called my dad, asked him a couple questions. That was that was for real, and he gave him a real answer. And I could see in his eyes he was answering. Uh, and so, I mean, that, that was the first thing. Second thing was I really I wasn't really concerned about if he didn't coach coach in the college level because I seen him do it at the highest level. So I mean, that, that was one the biggest thing thing to it, and, that, and that's where I want to be at, at at the end of the day. And I, I believe that he had, he would be the best coach for me to help me out and get to the next level. So I mean, that was, that was the second thing that went into it.
2: How much? And I know you probably didn't because uh, there may not have been a reason to. But you, did you have any familiarity with with Mike Whitson before this started?
9: Uh, you, uh I mean, I, I didn't know him personally, but uh, I've I known I've known his his resume uh, when he coached with the Knicks and and Carmelo Anthony and all of them. So I mean, I, that was that was one of the one of the good things about it.
2: How much of that is it was such it was an impact to knowing that he was with those guys that you used to watch and knew you know he's
9: coaching those guys. I mean, I mean, it was big. Uh, I, I watched. It. I looked up a lot of articles on it, and all of them really had had everything to say. He said everything was good. And so I mean, that was that was one of the good things about it.
2: What's the biggest thing you're looking forward to? I know you talked about getting with your teammates and all that. Non basketball. What's what's some of the biggest things you're looking forward to to getting to in Bloomington?
9: Uh, um, I mean, going back to classes to be honest, <laughs> I really like law school. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to get my degree, so I mean, that's that's the that's the the, the top of my list right now as well.
2: That's very impressive to hear uh, uh, anybody say. I don't think that that would have been what I said. I I, I <laughs> wish I would have had the maturity at your age to say that. I, I'm pretty sure it would not have been what I said. But uh, Kevin,
3: anything else? What do you uh, what are you studying, Xavier?
9: Uh, liberal liberal
3: arts. Okay. Any plan- uh, dreams beyond basketball? Hobbies or things that uh, interest you, or that you could see doing uh, life beyond basketball?
9: Uh, I mean, I really want to own my own business. To be honest, uh, uh I mean, I like clothes, fashion, uh, so shoes, all everything. So, I mean, I, I just want to own my own, own little clothing line. And,
2: and you got any just, line designs going like- yet?
9: Nah, not yet, <laughs> not yet. My brother's a good drawer, so I might get him to draw something up. Get something fashion right? or sports? There you go. Yeah, huh? yeah. I saw Al. I saw Al with the rare career thing. That was that was pretty nice.
2: You do some collaboration, man.
9: <laughs> yeah, I hope. <laughs>
2: well man i can't xavier i cannot thank you enough i hope we get to talk to you again uh once the season starts it gets a little more difficult but looking forward to it uh starting maybe we get you on here one time before uh well heck june second's almost here so well maybe we'll get you on one more time before june so we can get you on again but uh before you land here but man good luck what are you gonna do between now and then
9: uh second, i gotta get my second kobe shot in about three weeks uh just keep working out for him. Well,
2: Xavier, we appreciate you. Looking forward to covering you next year on the Assembly Hall floor uh, and glad that there'll be fans in to join us. But uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Congratulations. Uh, have a great rest of your summer and look forward to uh, you getting to Bloomington here in June.
9: Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank,
2: thank you me. very much. Xavier Johnson joining us here on Indiana Sports Beat. We're back with more uh, to wrap things up. For- from the Golf Club Eagle Point Studios, brought to you by Andy Moore right after this. Hey, Hoosier fans, whether you're looking for a new or a used vehicle, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington's got you covered. They're Bloomington's number one Honda dealer for a reason. For deals like this, how about a new 2020 Honda Civic LX front-wheel drive lease for just $180 a month, or a new 2021 Honda Accord LX front-wheel drive lease for just $270 a month. Andy Moore, Honda Bloomington, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer.
3: Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Haunted. Now in Bloomington.
2: The 2021 golf season is just around the corner. Book your next outing or get your membership from the Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Just call 812-824-4040. And whether you're playing golf or not, you'll want to check out the new Sobs Clubhouse. It's open to the public for lunch or dinner, and the food is fantastic. Call 812-824-4040 for reservations or tee times. The Golf Club at Eagle Point
8: and Psalms Clubhouse, a winner every time. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. This is Jim Coyle with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now
2: a part of the Rivals Network. Thehoosier.com is where you'll find complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers, as well as coverage of the Big Ten. Simply go to thehoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also catch Indiana Sports Beat Radio there each day at your convenience, or you can find it at any place to podcast or on this station each weekday. If we're not on the station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio.
6: Thinking about retirement? Make sure a My Social Security account is a part of your plan. A My Social Security account gives you secure access to your personal earnings history and benefit status. You can find out if you're eligible to receive benefits, compare retirement benefit estimates at different ages or dates, view spousal benefit estimates and more. Plan for your future. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash my account. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
2: This segment is brought to you by Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. Welcome back to the golf club Eagle Boy Studios on this Tuesday, brought to you by Andy Morda. And Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Realty Indie Home Pro. Hey, if you're looking for a home in the Bloomington or Indie area, you know Cheryl Sizemore at Cheryl at can get you taken care of. The best deal and the best value. Chronic's with us. Man, I didn't even see it. I looked up, and he's there. He's sneaky. Welcome I'm back. Like he is, man. Just slid right in. We just finished up with Xavier Johnson. Um, he's a veteran, man. He's gonna make. He's gonna be a difference maker.
7: No doubt. No doubt at all. And that was, you know, that was one of the big concerns. Uh, whenever you enter the portal, is what are you bringing in? You know, uh, you got some guys that. Um, that brings some experience that, that, you know, uncommon to most first-year players with the program. Uh, You know, ideally you want guys that know how to compete, guys that know how to win, and especially in the backcourt, you want guys that know how to lead those around them. And uh, it certainly seems like he checks off all all those boxes for sure.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, he broke a freshman scoring record at Pitt. So, man, when you're scoring it as a freshman like that, that's talent and confidence and – things that Indiana has been missing at that position uh, for the last couple of years. So, and I, I just think it's going to be a great combination with, with Rob Fennessy and, uh, and, and Christian coming up and, and all those guys, they, they're going to be, it's going to be such a different year and there's going to be guys actually fighting for playing time now, or last year you were like, you didn't have that luxury. and Now it's the opposite almost or will be.
7: No, absolutely and you know we we've said it before and it's going to hold true forever iron it will always sharpen iron so whenever you can bring up the level of competition and practices you know and off-season workouts it's only going to make everybody better uh and it's only going to allow the coaching staff to hold to make everybody more accountable uh, for their play, which is something due to lack of IU's depth in recent years. Uh, they, they've had a hard time doing, uh, much of the uh, the frustration of the fan base. So look to see a, a pretty marked change in that respect this year. And uh, hopefully look to see them you know, bring a little more tenacity, a little more competitiveness uh, than perhaps what we've seen here in recent years also.
3: Yeah, you know what's well, interesting was in the interview, um, if, if you picked up on this, Jim, he was saying, you know, remember when I asked him about the ACC and the big 10, and he talked about the physicality and almost embracing that because he did have some fouling issues a bit. Uh, and he talked to me a little bit about some of the hand checks that were called and so forth. And it seems like he really wants to get into playing a little bit of that uh, rougher style that you see uh, in this conference that, uh, you know, not everyone adapts too quickly.
2: Yeah, he just talked about that Chronic that he, he, he the differences between the ACC and the Big Ten, the physicality, but that he likes that and he, he enjoys that style of play.
7: Well I, I think you absolutely want that type of mindset going into it, guys that are fighters that aren't afraid to uh to mix it up a little bit. But I, I think a huge benefit when you add the depth, you also give the guys on the floor the ability to perhaps be a little bit more aggressive than what they otherwise would, you know, when you're always worried about foul trouble in the back of your mind because without you know, w- without serviceable depth behind you, uh, you know, some of those fouls can really hinder your team's chances of success. So allowing them to be a little bit more aggressive, knowing you've got somebody behind you that can fill in. Obviously you want them to play as smart as they can, but, you know, in the uh, in the words of a former IU coach whose name shall not be mentioned, you, know, <laughs> you you ain't trying if you ain't fouling, Hoss. That's just the way the game's played. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday
2: on the pitch, uh, Indiana through a weather delay. Uh, I didn't think they were going to get this match in. I was watching the weather. Uh, I think it was at the 46-minute mark or something like that. And I'm like, And I checked the weather. I'm like, man, this is not going to get to finish. And then put it away and then kind of forgot about it. And then the next thing I see, it's a 2-0 win. I'm like, damn it. They got the match in and it's over. I missed it. But great in Indiana going to their 41st college cup. Uh, phenomenal. Uh, I know you're excited. I, man, I would actually go to this if it were... I may is just not do. I, I can barely change my mind right now. I've got so much to do, but I would go to this if I could this year. I, I think... I hate saying this, but I just feel like this might be that next year for Indiana. It's been... Kind of unexpected, not unexpected, but, you know, with the, the, the Spencer Glass injury, it hasn't been perfect. They won on PKs twice in a row to get, you know, the ten, Big Ten and then the first round. And it's not been the dominant look, but for some reason, I'm like, I just got this feeling,
7: Chronic. Yeah, you know, it's it's a special squad, no doubt. This is actually their 21st College Cup appearance. That's the final four for NCAA soccer. Um, Do I, I keep know, saying I, 41st? Yeah, it's, well, it's because they don't seem to miss tournaments. They've only missed two in the program's yeah. history. Um, but this is this is a team that is, I mean, it's it's what we've come to expect from Indiana soccer. They are the elite of the elite. You know, they have now made 43.75% of all college cups since they became a varsity sport. It's an absolutely insane stat because, you know, quite frankly, it's an absolutely insane program. I mean, this is... This is excellence personified on the soccer pitch. And, you know, it's soccer is such a weird sport sometimes. Um, You know, I I hate to say it, but, you know, a lot of fans uh, will recognize that the best team doesn't always necessarily win. I mean, it's it's a long sport. It's a lot of back and forth. Um, You know, Americans have been a little reluctant to pick it up, Uh, you know, in part kind of like hockey, because the scoring can be a little far and few between. Uh, But just the buildup of play. Um, that, that nets those goals. And, and last night was one of those games where obviously you reach the elite eight, you guys can ball. I mean, it doesn't matter what it's, it's hard to get to the, to that level uh, as a fluke. Um, you, know, you know, there's certainly been lesser teams that made it per se, uh, but you gotta be a pretty good soccer team to get, to get to this level. And last night was one of those games where, you know, they seemed pretty evenly matched for about the first 30 minutes or so. Um, IU was just kind of struggling to get their chances. I think we've seen, uh, Victor Bezera, IU standout, uh, the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year, uh, has not gone unnoticed since tournament play started. Teams are throwing all sorts of uh, attention and defensive pressure his way, and really making it difficult for him to operate up front. But what we've seen is, you know, there's a lot of guys on that team that can absolutely ball, and you saw it with, uh, you saw it with the result last night. Um, it was a great team win for Indiana, and you mentioned the rain. That's one of those things that can be, you know, like in horse racing, when that track gets wet and sloppy, uh, it can really throw the playing field out of balance, you know, no pun intended. But the middle of the field last night was just an absolute puddle. Uh, balls weren't rolling at all. Guys were slipping and falling. And, you know, the, the fear was that those conditions introduced to the to the, the match could produce some fluke plays where perhaps Indiana gets burned and you know Roman Solitano, Indiana's goalkeeper of the year in the big 10 uh, was on par, which is just excellence for him. But you know, the Seton Hall was able to get a couple shots that, that careened off the bar. That last one, I thought for sure as we were watching it was going in with about five minutes left, uh, but they were able to clear it. And they were able to hold the shutout uh, their ninth of the year, which is absolutely ridiculous. Their goals against average is just unbelievably low. Uh, top five in IU history right now, which is saying something because this is a program that's been built on defense. Uh, but you know where IU's been short in the past has been on goal scoring, and uh, with this year's team, uh, you know Bezerra certainly brings all sorts of effort. Uh, and but when you got guys like uh, you know Brink, when you guys got guys like Thomas War, Gumbale, Indalei, I mean, there's so many players on this team that are going to be professional soccer players in the very near future. And uh, it showed with the result last night. And, you know, they advanced to their, their 21st College Cup, uh, where they're going to face Pitt on Friday on ESPNU.
2: Yeah, we kind of take a quick uh, break for uh, the, in the radio side of things. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow uh, with uh, Dylan Sim, Kyle Nedrup, and Bob Kravitz. Uh, I want to make sure I thank uh, Kevin, Mike DeCourcy, and Chronic, and Xavier Johnson. And look forward to you guys seeing you on the radio tomorrow. Make sure you wear your mask, uh, do something nice for somebody. And until then, I'll see you on the radio. And we're back to a little overtime. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm. This thing is moving. And it's quick, too. Friday the, is the match against. uh it? Pitt? Who do they play? I forget. Pittsburgh. Pitt. Yeah, playing Pittsburgh. That's right. You got to say Pittsburgh. Can't say Pitt anymore. Uh, which is ironic. We just got off with Xavier Johnson from Pittsburgh. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to Pitt. Uh, I, I haven't. I've not looked at anybody. Who else? Who are the other two teams that are in the the uh, in the College Cup?
7: Ah, you know, I know. I believe North Carolina advanced, uh, which is they're going to have North, another double yeah. double with the men's and the women's.
3: Yeah, North Carolina Marshall. Yeah, I think it is, is.
7: Yeah, couple of blue bloods, couple of upstarts. Uh, exactly the type yeah. of tournament that Indiana uh, is is honestly built for. To be totally honest with you, uh, Marshall defeated Georgetown, the defending champions. Uh, One nil. So got a lot of teams that can compete here in this one. But I like Indiana's chances quite a bit. Uh, I do think we're going to see Bezzaro wake up a little bit. Uh, you get the sense that there's there's been some build up that's just gaining and gaining pressure and eventually it's going to release here. The defense is is obviously going to be what wins it for him. And, you know, as you mentioned, with Spencer Glass's injury, they filled in and not really missed a beat since then and, and continue to just really dominate the back line, minimizing chances. And Susie Yeagley was tweeting at me this morning, talking about how fortunate they were in response to uh, some of my remarks about just the run of success Todd yeagley has been on here recently. And uh, I would commented last night that it's, it's not too terribly dissimilar from his father's. You know, they've had uh, – took, took Jerry uh, 10 years to get his first title um, Todd had it in year three, but you know, year 11 now he's in his fourth college cup, which is just where his dad was after a decade on the job. And, uh, you know, Jerry was able to parlay that into just a couple of decades of absolute dominance and, you know, Indiana right now is not unlike Jerry's early teams. Uh, they were able to compete and they just weren't quite able to get over the hump to get the natty. And, uh, you get the sense with the, uh, the talent that Todd's been able to bring in, uh, in no small part due to Kevin Robeson's. Uh, move into the recruiting coordinator position. They're just pumping out some insane talent right now. But most importantly, they got some guys that can score goals. And you know, as we've seen with basketball, you can be really good in a lot of facets. But if you can't get the ball in the net, it's all for naught. Well, and one of the toward the end of the season,
2: I, I noticed they were really relying on Victor Bezerra. I don't want to say relying. Maybe it was just Victor Bezerra going berserka, as I said earlier. It was just all him, and I'm like, oh, man, you, you can't go into the tournament like that. But as soon as the tournament started, it, like, spread. Uh, the, the, the goals have come yesterday. Uh, he didn't score either goal, I don't think, uh, in, in that match. So it's it's good to see that going in different directions because that is what makes Indiana so dangerous. That second goal I saw that they scored, I still don't know how he got that across and through the goalie and the defender, to the offensive guy to score that if you saw that highlight it was a a cross from the right wing I'm like how did he get that
7: through there uh it's just amazing you talk about that highlight if you look uh Gumbale doesn't look across the field after he crosses about 25 yards in he makes one touch sees the space keeps his head down knows exactly where uh Thomas Ware is going to be when he puts the ball there and just absolutely threaded the needle, just a couple inches out of reach of the keeper, just in front of a couple of trailing defenders. And you know, Thomas, I think he hit that with his calf. I mean, I don't even know they got a boot on it, but it was just such a perfectly positioned pass. Uh, and the pace on that, because again, th- that field was absolutely dragging balls to a standstill. Uh, it just the perfect build up to uh, to the you know to the icing on the cake for him, um, but. It's just a remarkable season all around. It was certainly nice to get to the finish line without having to watch them go through PKs or any overtime. Uh, it's because man, it's 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 been a, a tough year on the ticker following IU soccer.
2: Yeah, not, I'm telling you, get a, a national championship. What? Okay, think about this: Indiana men's soccer wins a national championship heading into a football season is going to have. The biggest excitement, expectations, I'm going to say, in the history of Indiana football, because the expectations probably weren't there in 67 maybe. They weren't there as they are now because you didn't have social media. You didn't have all the pressure. You didn't have the years of losing. So this is the most anticipated football season, I think, in in football history. And if Indiana can win a soccer championship and then have basketball following that, and women's basketball, and you've got a baseball that's looking to win a Big Ten championship right now.
7: Yeah, softball. Throw, just throwing it out there, man. <laughs> softball is absolutely balling right now. Swimming and diving, re, you know, continues uh, to produce national champions. I mean, we we've talked about the golden era of IU athletics, and as I've said previously, you know, the late '80s, early '90s were kind of my apex. Um, you had teams winning Natties. You had teams that were constantly competing for conference titles. It wasn't as deep as what you see right now. Indiana didn't have baseball. It didn't have women's basketball. Um, you know, I'm going to go even further. Women's soccer right now is really ascendant. Uh, EVB's putting together a squad, you know, kind of following the model, getting the best in state and then really expanding around the region and convincing kids that Indiana's where you want to come play uh, and enjoy your college experience. Um, the, the, the tide is certainly as high as I can recall at any point in my lifetime at least all the way across IU Athletics. And, you know, you get football right and continue to, you know, sell tickets and get better TV slots, which give you more TV revenue. Um, That rising tide will always lift all boats. But right now everybody's riding a high that I can't say I've seen in some time. And the crazy part is we're not even done yet. Soccer's still got the natty on the table. Uh, Baseball has still got, um, you know, the conference title in, in sight. Uh, I would be surprised if softball gets a uh, an invite to the tournament this year with the streak they're on. It's just an absolutely exciting time, and hopefully people are paying attention because as much as I'm looking forward to getting back into Memorial, I can't wait to get to all the venues in Bloomington because there's so many great athletes and so many great teams to get out and watch. Uh, you know, tickets are cheap, seats are easy to come by. It's uh, it's been one of the things I've enjoyed most raising a family here in Bloomington is taking advantage of all the varsity sports.
2: Absolutely, well, Chronic man. I appreciate it. I hope uh, the rest of your week goes well. And
7: anything uh,
2: coming up, we need to know about.
7: You know, I uh, wish like hell I could make it down to carry here this weekend. I did a, uh, I did a quick dip in out last time IU won the national title down in Hoover, Alabama. Unfortunately, this weekend I've got uh, we've got family coming in town on Friday, so I cannot, I cannot travel for that. And uh, I'm going to be tied to my desk. There's no way out of it. I've already explored all options on Monday. So we'll be catching on the TV, but uh, it won't take away any of the enthusiasm. Nonetheless, we may have to repeat back in uh 03, 04 and catch the final over at Yogi's.
2: Yeah, I was going to say we may have to uh, party it up there in that regard. But, brother, thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to doing it again next week, talking about uh, national championship maybe.
7: Hope we got a nine star to talk about. We'll catch you guys then.
2: Thank you very much, Chronic Hoosier. Finishes up here on uh, Indiana Sports Beat, uh, Kevin. You, you talked earlier about the Derby and and, and uh, Bob Baffert. He has now acknowledged that Medina Spirit was treated with otamax which can which contains beta methasone. So I'm just seeing that. I don't know anything else about it and someone below it said, "Oh, did the horse have an ear infection?" So it's probably uh so well I have to read more into that, but uh, you had brought that up earlier, but uh no
3: thing in horse racing, who knew, right?
2: Yeah, it's it's just everything crazy. But man, it was another great show. I cannot thank everybody enough, most importantly uh you guys at home. Without you, there's nothing. Uh and of course, everyone that joined us Kevin sitting in with us, as always. Make sure you follow him at Kevin Brockway. What's your uh, Twitter? At Kevin Brockway G1. There you go. Uh, And at the CNHA papers, of course, Chronic Couser, Mike DeCourcy, and Xavier Johnson. And don't forget your cooler masks, masks, man. Make sure you go out and wear your masks. We'll get that link up for you. But uh, we're going to donate anything. Everything is going go to, to probably, right? gonna go to charity. We're going to do a, I think we're going to work on the Chris Beatty. Uh, I haven't decided that or the Daymar, but we're going to be all for charity, but uh, we'll get the link up and for that. So make sure you, you wear your mask, your cooler mask today. Go out and do something nice for somebody until tomorrow. I'm Jim Coyle. I will see you on the
0: radio.